Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. I'm ready. <laughs> this is the worst. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's all gotta go. I got a new whip. And I got to drive it. It's true. How'd you like it? It accelerates strangely. It does. It like it'll like take a second until it knows you mean business. <laughs> and then it'll be like, oh, we're going fast. Okay. Whoosh and take off all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. It was strange. That's it startled me when I was merging back onto the interstate out of the rest stop. Like I was like, here we go. No, we're not. Oh God, what's happening? And then the car was like, oh, okay. But, it needs to know who you are first. It yeah. Needs to get to I that. don't recognize your footprint. Yep. Everyone has to drive the car barefoot. That's right. I'm pretty sure I was asleep before we even got out of the rest stop parking lot. So yeah, you <laughs> don't were. remember any of this. I think you were asleep before we even left. I think you were asleep like after your second failed roll. That's <laughs> that's true too. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this live show is going to be rough, so I'm just going to lay down. I'm just going to have myself a little nap. I woke up this morning to a message from one of our friends saying that she had had a terrible nightmare about mosquitoes. Oh, good. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. So uh, we did a show uh, this weekend at Wizard World Chicago, but unfortunately we were not able to record it. But we may at some point just kind of tell that story because yeah. it did have the uh, opportunity for... Uh, the monster or something connected with it to come back. But the people who uh, were able to attend got to be freaked out by enormous mosquitoes and swarms of mosquitoes that could control your mind. Everybody kind of had the heebie-jeebies, it seemed like. Yeah, it was gross. You you did us dirty. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's not so much that I'm afraid of the actual mosquitoes. I'm afraid of the diseases that they'll give me. (laughs) Yeah, they do have those. Like mind control. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There was something too about the the part of the description that was like, oh yeah, you pull that mosquito off, and there are roots coming out of its nose into the person's God. spine. No, <laughs> proboscis into vein is what they call that condition. Oh God. <laughs> this was done. We did it this weekend. It doesn't have to still be happening. Why is it still happening? Well, I just thought it kind of was in the theme of <laughs> these horrible visions you guys are encountering right now. That's you're right. How are you guys doing with the the last episode? We um. I don't know how to do a recap for it because the recap would just be gibberish as well. Any thoughts on how we should uh, catch anyone up who maybe isn't remembering exactly what happened last episode? I think you should just replay the entirety of uh, The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, or I mean like do some peyote and walk through a fun house. Whatever's the strongest drug you have in your house. (laughs) Uh, Go to the scariest part of your house. And take a lot of that drug and then have your friends come over and play random sounds and throw old food at you. And I think that should get you in the mindset of where this episode will start this week. Yep. The uh, uh, Crit Show does not condone the abuse of prescription drugs of any kind. That's just prescription, though. <laughs> Anything else. And OTCs are fine. Rec- recreational drugs. Go hog wild. <laughs> you do you. Someone's like, can you get a prescription for crack? 
no. And they're like, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Found a loophole. On our Twitch channel, for the next like 15 days, I think, we will have the episode available that Tass ran. Uh, what was the what was the story's overarching title? You I'm calling that one End of Days. Yeah, we originally had planned to do it as kind of a one-shot, but everyone seemed to have a good time, and we want to get in the habit of twitching some more things, so I think we may continue to run Tass's story with the idea that other characters may come in, other characters may leave, but come back. So that first episode is on Twitch. I think they're only up there for 20 days. Yeah. Um, so if you want to get a chance to take a peek at that. And then also on the 5th at 8 p.m., that It'll be a week from today, actually. We will have the second half of the Gen Con episode. Finally figure out what happened. Yes. It's true. I'm excited. I am too. Figure out how you're going to save your friend. Yeah. They're going to go through all this shit and like, get to hell to rescue my soul and find me just like chilling in a beanbag chair. <laughs> oh, hey, guys. No, it's pretty cool down here, actually. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm, I'm good. I think I'm out. Yeah. You know what? I'm out of the game. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done hunting monsters, man. This is nice. Me and Speed Demon really hit it off, actually. Right. So You guys get down into hell and you both just get hit in the chest with slushies and you see that O'Doyle and Jacob will just stand there. <laughs> Middle fingers and aviators. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> hell is high school. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, also on Twitch, our buddy J Games, uh, which is J Game underscore Z on Twitch. He's going to be getting some new games and going to be joining us in some Twitch streams. Probably Twitch with Jake, I imagine. Yeah, I don't think any of you guys play any of the stuff that he plays, really. Uh, he hasn't played it for a while, but he plays uh, Dead by Daylight with us on occasion. He's he's good. Well, he got Overwatch. Yeah. But he got it on Xbox, so that's a no from me. Oh. Basically, I'm waiting for him to build his PC, which he said he's going to do, and then I'll play all kinds of stuff with him. Yeah. But Man, I would play Overwatch with him, but I'm so sad at the thought of having to start my collection of stuff over again. Play Overwatch with me again, then. I can't. Why? Because my computer that's fast enough now has all the editing software, and oh. I can't Aww. slow it down. Oh, but, yeah. Can't slow it down. It's just too damn fast. It goes right past Overwatch. <laughs> it's like, nope. <laughs> Add that sound effect. Ignore that junk rat. <laughs> that was not a slam at anyone at the table. That's that's my main junk rat because I am garbage. <laughs> I like uh, Warhammer Vermintide. I thought so. you were about to make up an Overwatch character. <laughs> <laughs> I like Warhammer. Is that his name? He swings the hammer. I don't know what that means. I don't know what any of this. We means. should probably get going on Feasible. recording this episode. I think. <laughs> There's a moment where it seems like the lights go out, and then they come back on, and you're standing in a very long hallway. Tass, hovering midair. Below him floats a bucket. Below that is a vast sea, and he has a handful of stones, and he drops one into the water. A little bit of the water from the bucket pours out and lands in the sea. The sea gets darker and starts to churn. You see TJ, and he's sitting at a workbench, and there is this blue energy. It almost looks humanoid, and it is picking up pieces of apple off of the bench and putting them into TJ's mouth. You hear someone running down the alley. It's Ori. He sprints past you, breathing heavily, and from behind him in the shadows, you can hear the click of sharp claws. At the center of Jake's table, you can see the symbol of the defender. Next to him is an open seat, and then there are ten more seats around the table each with a person in it, and they are eating and cheering and laughing and telling stories. On it is a painting, and it's a painting of four circles with ten colored blobs around the perimeter of each circle. Three of the circles make up a triangle, the other circle is in the middle of the triangle. And you see a plague doctor inside of the room, and this gas is coming from his eye holes, and Tass collapses to the ground, and as he does, the plague doctor pulls out a very jagged saw 
and descends upon him. As you both stand seeing this plague doctor with this very jagged saw start to descend on Tass, some of the smoke is coming out into the hallway. I want to go hit that dude. Roll plus weird. Ten. As you pass through the smoke, nothing happens to you, which seems strange because you can see it affecting Tass. And it occurs to you that this isn't real. You start thinking about some of the things you've seen and some of the personal fears you have. It almost seems like a dream. Weird? TJ, what are you doing? I'm following Jake. All right, roll plus weird. Okay. Dang. Uh, That'd be 12. You see Jake pass through the smoke, and you start thinking about some of the moments that you have experienced here, and it feels like a dream or a nightmare. Can I still try to hit the guy? You can. You are able to get into the room with no problem. Roll kick some ass. This is going to be the one that goes wrong. No, it ain't. 10. Nice. All right, pick your extra effect. I want to gain the advantage, give plus one forward to another hunter. I want to give it to Tass. Oh, thanks, buddy. Because what happens when I hit this guy? When you hit this guy, he shatters into dozens of D20s, and they all land (laughs) 20 side up. Nice. And the Uh, gas dissipates. And so what I'm thinking here is in me giving plus one forward is not in combat, but is in to help him disbelieve this Uh by just obliterating this guy and turning him into D20s. And I just want to go, Tass, this isn't real, man. Can I talk again? Actually, I guess. Yeah. With the realization that this isn't real, you can talk perfectly normal. Yeah. This isn't real, man. This is a dream. Tass, roll plus weird. Okay. Plus one. Actually, you get a plus two. You get (gasps) plus one for his forward and plus one for the knowledge bonus. Oh. That's a nine. Oh, man. You get it. Like, you get that this isn't real, but it's almost like realizing you're inside of a house but not being able to leave the house. Like, you know it's a dream, but you don't feel like you could leave. Oh, God. Okay. I think I I, I probably can't talk, can I? You can. You can talk normally. Oh, okay. I was getting ready for those shifty big eyes going back and forth. Yeah, no, with, <laughs> with that realization that this is a dream, you can talk normal again. Wait a minute. Oh, my God. Oh, thank God. <sighs> okay, so this makes way more sense. This is like some Freddy Krueger... Dream Warriors stuff. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. So if we're dreaming this, is this one of Rev's like traps or is whatever broke into his house doing this to us? Uh, I bet we would find out pretty quick if we just woke up. I slapped TJ. What was that? I was trying to wake him up. Uh, Yeah. With him saying that you both feel like you could leave if you wanted to. Yeah. I'm going to leave then. Does he like poof out of existence he next does. to me? Blink. Oh, come on. And I'm going to try real. I'm just going to like. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> as you strain uh-huh. and as TJ leaves, the dice start to shake and oh. bounce. Oh. And they form together this crystalline spider woman. Okay. Almost eight feet tall. Whoa. And she forms out of these dice and starts to scuttle up the side of the wall of the room. And look at you all. Not like like Spider Woman, like Marvel's Spider Woman. Yes, but correct. Like like a centaur. This is a nightmare, not a dream. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> a yeah, like a centaur, a, like a centaur, but a spider. At the Got bottom. it. Oh, yeah. like the 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 one assassin from uh oh that one Saga. Oh, from Saga. Saga. Yeah. The stock. Oh, man, that yeah, book is so stock. good. Yeah. Oh, I want to cosplay the will. Anyway, 
Um, okay, so it's going up the side of the, uh-huh. she's going up the wall? Yeah, and she's watching you. Hi. Uh, I want to try to manipulate the dreamscape. If I know it's a dream and I think I could get out of here, I want to just try some shit that I can't do. All right. What I, do you want to do? I just want to like, she's crystalline. Yeah. Yeah. I want to like lift up my hammer, but all of a sudden it's a big ass like tuning fork and just like ding and see if I can shatter the crystal woman. Yeah, absolutely. You so pull good. out the hammer. It morphs into a tuning fork and it starts to resonate and she opens her mouth, which is just filled with fangs and starts to scream and then she shatters into pieces. Hey, what was that? I think once we get the hang of it, we can kind of do whatever. TJ's gone, though, and I don't like that. I feel like I need to wake up to go yeah. with him. Can you wake up, please? Uh, yeah, I can't. Here we go. <laughs> I don't think it I don't think it works. It doesn't, it doesn't work. I'm bad at this. How am I bad at this? This is like my dream come true, literally in every sense of that phrase. I, wow, yeah, that was good. That is your dream come true. Nice. Um, I don't know. Can you endure in here? I can try to wake you up from like outside. I'm going to tell you this genuinely from the bottom of my heart. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So do what you got to do and we'll see what happens. Good luck. Okay. I'm going to try and wake up. And you do. So TJ and Jake, you both wake up. Jake wakes up like half a second after you. And you're both laying at the entryway to Rev's apartment, like in the door, right in front of the stairs. Is <sighs> Tass also laying here? He is. He's asleep still. I want to try to wake him up. What are you trying to do? Tap him on the cheeks and like lift up his eyelids. and You lift up his eyelids and you can see that they are just stark white. Oh, okay. This is not just like normal being asleep for sure. Unless he went blind and I didn't know. Oh, no. That's his secret he's been keeping. That's why he always shoots the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> um, We should take him upstairs. And like, if this was Rev's trap, then maybe Rev can fix him. But if it isn't Rev's trap, then I'm afraid to take our sleeping ally into the lion's den. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to check my electroblaster on my wrist and I'm going to jerry rig it to where it uh, creates a sonic sound that is uh, specific for waking people up. Like the brown note. But <laughs> kind, of like, kind of like the brown <laughs> note. But not. But no. All right. Roll weird science. All right. That's a nine. All right. So pick your. Uh, I'm going to help him out by. Being asleep, he like couldn't do this. Subject, yeah. he, he couldn't do this if there were a sleeping. You're gonna help him out by just being in your dream, going, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, it oh. won't be very reliable, and then you get to pick one. It'll take a rare or weird material to complete. Okay. Um, do I know what particular material that would be? You do. You know that there are spirits called sandmen that lull their prey to sleep. You need some of the powder they use. Uh, drat. Um, crap. Do you think Rev would have any, like, sand from a Sandman? I don't know. Meanwhile, I'm trying to climb walls like Spider-Man in the dream. And as you do that, you see that the crystals on the ground start to vibrate and form together again. Nope. And there is a seven-foot-tall anthropomorphic bat, almost like Man-Bat from the Batman cartoon. And it screeches at you and starts to fly at you on the wall. I screech at it, and I try to fly back at it. Roll plus weird. Yes. Oh, nice. Boxcars. <laughs> Way too good. You do. You fly right back at it. 
<laughs> Good job. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try as I like I'm colliding with it. I want to get my arm around its neck so that I uh, flip around onto its back and I'm riding it. What are you guys doing out in the real world? I'm going to scoop Tass up and like throw him over my shoulder and start moving up those stairs. And I'm still trying to like get the, the whole electro blaster thing working on, on the sound effect. Okay. Whatever tinkering you're doing, it sounds like either way we need things that might be upstairs. So. Right. Yes, yeah, so you guys get up the stairs and sure enough, you see that Rev is at the table at the center of the room just laid out. There's a book open. There are some candles burning and he is just face down on this table. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm going to go sit him up. You pull him up and it's like weekend at Bernie's. Like he just falls right back down. <laughs> I'm, I'm just collecting <laughs> his unconscious boys, yeah. I guess. Oh, God. I'm, gonna, I'm going to look around the apartment for some kind of sand man material. All right. Roll investigate a mystery. Eight. You get to hold one. Uh, what is being concealed here in the way of the materials that I need? So you start to look through the cabinet that Rev has of different components. And sure enough, you do see a vial that is marked Sandman. And there is a little bit of sand in it. Nice. I'm going to take the vial and I'm going to open it up and I'm going to add it to the electroblaster component. Okay. Tass, you were inside riding this bat around <laughs> yep. and it shrieks and you feel these sonic vibrations start to penetrate your eardrums. Ooh. What do you want to do in response? Well, I know this is a bat and I know that they're sensitive to sound. And since I'm on its back... I want to use my free hand to just yank its ear over and just Brian Johnson ACDC scream in its ear, gotcha, bitch, as loud as I can. Uh, Roll plus weird. Okay. Uh, That is a seven. It comes out as a normal scream, but you can see that it does disorient it a little bit, but you are disoriented more and you fall off its back. Okay. I am hoping that, you know, I blow a bubble out of my mouth that encompasses me and makes me float me to the ground. Roll plus weird. Oh my god. Oh, that's a six. Oh, no, not at all. You go to blow a bubble out of your mouth, and you blow an anvil out of your mouth. Oh, no. And as you plummet to the ground, it is just right behind you. Oh, god. TJ, what are you doing now? I'm uh, going to, like I said, incorporate the sand into the sound effect thing, and I'm going to turn it on. So you turn it on, and there is this insanely high-pitched beep that happens. It beeps once, and then three times in rapid succession and then one long one. And Tass and Rev both, Meyer, Meyer. I high-five TJ for pulling off this good, weird science. What happened? What happened? Oh, I just, you know, woke you up with the power of science and sonics. And I'm just things. like behind him over his shoulder going like, science. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. That's good. You're welcome. Rev, uh, are you okay? Yeah, I don't, God, I... I don't feel so good. You look like crap. Yeah, I feel like crap. Were you also stuck in a literal nightmare hellscape? No, I, um, you guys were in my head. What? Like, I was doing this spell. I was trying to get a glimpse into the past so I could see some information about those candles that you had sent, and something hijacked my vision, and I just kept jumping around between your guys' points of view, and um, and I, I've, I've never felt something like that before, but it was like I just knew when I saw the house that you guys were in my head. Okay. Why? What was the house? I mean, that's, it's me. I guess I don't know a lot about dream study, but I know that a lot of times a house is, you know, representative of yourself. And it was a pretty simple house with square foundation and, and windows that were partially closed and multi-floors. And the inside of it was very clean and organized. And I put a hand on Rev's shoulder and I say, that house wasn't nearly sexy enough to you. <laughs> <laughs> so you saw all of that then? That's Yeah. Okay. 
Did you see me riding the bat? I did see you. That was cool, right? We came because we got a call from you. You got a call from me? Yeah, we got a call from you. I mean, we couldn't hear your voice or anything, but we got a call and there was static. Yeah, it's just empty air and the door was open. And he gets up and starts to look around and eventually he finds his phone. That's weird. I don't, I didn't make any call. Okay. Obviously, I I couldn't have. Well, unless you sleepwalk, bro. Like, that's fair. Is there an outgoing call in the phone? There is. I mean, if you didn't do it, somebody did it. And I'm kind of like on guard, like looking around the place now. I want to look around and see if somebody's hiding here. Roll investigate a mystery. Eight. You get to hold one. Uh, I think what is being concealed here, like a person, is somebody hiding. So as you look around the apartment, you don't find anybody hiding, but you do find that there are a couple of things that are not where they normally are, and they're all electronics. You can see that his cell phone isn't where he thought he left it, his iPad, the controller for the TV. There's just a couple of pieces that are just not where they normally are, because whenever you're here, you see that they're always, everything's got a place, and that's where it lives at, and they are not in those places. I don't suppose you moved any of these things, did you? No, uh uh-uh. So... What? Somebody breaks in while you're in the middle of casting a spell, takes it over, calls us, and leaves? I yeah, don't, that doesn't... Yeah, that doesn't track. Don't you have wards against things like this? Yeah. I'm going to go look at his door frame, uh, just thinking back about like the, the space station and everything and all the wards and looking around his door frames and stuff. Okay. Yeah, you go and you examine the wards. None of them seem to be disturbed or broken or damaged in any way. Are these wards for things that are evil? I mean, they're wards for all kinds of things. It's every everything I can think of I put on that door. Everything that I find... Well, okay. I don't Um, know if this... So, like with this spell, when I cast it, it takes my consciousness and it sends it back. It wasn't in my apartment that it got hijacked. It was like out in time. Something grabbed my consciousness. Did you at least see any of, like, what this thing wanted to show you, or...? I just saw through your eyes. Okay, so... What about these things that we saw would be important? We saw the man in the plague mask. We saw the symbols, those circles with the dots. Yeah. And TJ, with your plus 10 sharp that you had when you saw those, you were able to sketch it out exactly as it was. Nice. What are you guys all doing as you're having this conversation? Are you sitting at the table? Are you, I know that originally you were kind of looking around. I mean, I'd probably be like standing by the table, like behind one of the chairs or something. Yeah, I wouldn't be sitting. I'd probably be putting that Sandman bottle away. Sorry, Rev, I borrowed this. Yeah, no problem. That's um, He sees you put that back and actually goes back over to the book on the table and starts flipping through it. What you got? Spells in dreams are a huge point of study. Getting into people's dreams, controlling their dreams, reading their dreams. I might be able to track this. Like, I might be able to track whoever was controlling the dream and send you guys there. Okay. Ooh. But you'd have to go into one of your dreams. Okay. We'd have to put you all to sleep and put you into one of your guys' heads and then send it back towards whoever is doing this. I'm just like nodding. Yes. Yes. I've seen Inception. I love that movie. Let's do this. So, whose head are we going to go into? Real talk, guys, I can't I can't do what you do. You guys made that so easy just to be like, okay, and you got out of that. And you can do what I can't. And this is something that I can do. So if somebody's going to, I don't know, have to put themselves on the line for this, I'm the one that it won't matter as much, you know? So just, I, I'll do it. it. It's me. Wow. You made staying here and going to sleep sound real noble. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I assume I'll be there too. Sort of. Rev wasn't in his dreams. It's not, 
that's not untrue. That's that's fine. This is fine. This is fine. I can deal with this. So is that what you guys are going to do? Yeah. We'll go into his head and his dreams. So it takes maybe 10 minutes of preparation. He gives each of you something to drink. Tash, you notice that yours is a different color than theirs. Um, and he starts to move some candles around and draw some chalk lines. And he has you both... Hmm, I was going to say he has you both lay down on the couch, but I'm not sure where he have all three of you lay down because you all need to go to sleep. I assume me and Jake are spooning. He just, yeah, he just puts you guys in a big cuddle puddle in the <laughs> middle of the floor. Um, <laughs> and after he gives you the drinks, he basically chalks out spots for you to lay on the ground. And you can see that Tass is in the middle of this ring. And then there's another ring outside of it that you're both inside of. Yeah, if you could make this look more like a crime scene. Yes, please. Listen, I didn't design the arcane arts. I just practice them. (laughs) I just don't know why my chalk outline is like twisted like a body. (laughs) Because you're pointing to Jupiter and then you're also pointing to the rings of Saturn. Okay. That's where the spell draws its energy from. (sighs) All right. Good to go. And he looks at you guys and says, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to make him do the YMCA by himself. (laughs) And so he casts a spell. Tass, where do they wake up? What is the first place they see in your dream? They see a little two-story house that is a just, it's an atrocious blue-green, like a bright blue-green color. Got a mailbox out front that actually just looks like a tinier version of the same house. And there are high hedges all the way around. It's like a quarter of an acre. It's just a small little plot. Um, behind the house is a garage and a, just a smaller single building that's kind of in front of the garage between the house and it. And all of it's that same, just terrible blue green. Uh, and there's one really big old tree that is on the other side. There's the house, a driveway and that tree and then the rest of the yard. Okay. And in the top window of this house, you can see that there is a blue light pulsing inside the window. We're going to go into the house. Yep. So Jake and TJ approach the house, and you touch the doorknob, and when you do, you see... Uh, a long, long table. Uh, it's covered in food. Uh, in the middle is ham and a really big pot of noodles. They look like homemade noodles. Um, and there are vague shapes moving around the table, you know, people moving in and out and taking them and laughing. And you can hear cards like from board games being shuffled and, and moved around. And as you both experience this, you notice, of course, that Tass isn't here, but you feel his presence here. It feels different than the last dream you were in. It almost feels like he is in control of this, that he is aware and he is shaping what you see. It's so different from what you experienced before that you can tell that something was showing you things to push you a direction. Because every time you did something like trying to leave, it showed you a nightmare, something you were afraid of trying to push you the other way. Whereas what you're experiencing now is kind of inviting you. It's welcoming you. It's giving you positive reinforcement as you go through the house. Is there cornbread on the table? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to try and grab a piece of cornbread before we go upstairs. Yeah, no problem. Awesome. It's good, too. Is it sweet cornbread or is it uh, savory cornbread? Savory. So you go a little further through this dining room and you come into a living room. Tess, what's happening there? 
they see probably vague forms of what are probably kids and they're moving too fast. Like that's probably why I think they can't see them because it's just blurry, you know? And there is a husky, a dog that's sprinting back and forth and the kids are laughing and they're trying to catch it, but they can't. And it's hopping over them. They're rolling around on the ground trying to grab it and it's diving between them and kind of nipping at them a little bit and they giggle and then it runs off again. As you watch this dog scamper around, a fog starts to roll in from the far side of the room, and you can see that the children in the room become afraid of it, and the dog gets between them and it and starts to bark. Tass, roll plus weird. Oh, six. The fog encompasses the room and the two of you. You can hear chittering inside the fog, and you see figures moving around, and it looks very similar to the spider woman that you saw before. I want to try to manipulate the dreamscape again. Again, kind of knowing I'm in one, I want to see if I can mess with this one too. Roll plus weird. Ten. You do. It feels very difficult compared to the last time. Oh. And you think it's because Tass is aware that you're here. But in the last moment of kind of strain from you, you can feel that he gives up control a little bit to let you control it in this moment. What changes? I want to make a big fan that blows the fog out. A big fan appears and the fog blows right out the chimney. With the room clear now, there are two sets of stairs at the end of this room. A set that go up and a set that go down. We should go up the stairs to the blue pulsing light. Yeah, I agree. Let's go. We head that way. All right. So as you guys pass the stairs that go down. They see a bicycle just right at the bottom of the stairs. It's like an old huffy. It's um, black and green. Um, it's the kind with the, the wide like off-road tires. Um, and it's a little bit rusted. And it's just like blocking the way down. And there's a flicker for a moment. And in that flicker, Reeves is on the bike. And then she's gone. Going to keep going up those stairs. So you guys head up the stairs. Right at the top is the start. Like it almost blocks the entrance. It's the start of a big, long entertainment center. Those old kind that are just like a huge shelf. And it's got books on it. It's got video game cartridges. It's got one of those big old uh, box TVs um, that, you know, needs like nine people to carry. Books are strewn about on the floor. Uh, across from that is a big old couch that you can tell is probably a fold out. Um, and past that would be some other doors and like a hallway. What's playing on the TV? Power Rangers. So as you guys walk through this room, the Power Rangers is playing on the television and the monster appears and starts to grow. And as it grows, that image flickers and there's a very gaunt looking man in a full suit of armor, very sharp features, pale skin and red eyes. And he breathes very heavily and looks at both of you for a moment and then it flickers away and it's Eye Guy again. And he grows to the size of the city and starts to fight the Mechazord. <laughs> He You're said, close, he said buddy. questioningly. Your yeah. knowledge of yeah. Power Rangers is dubious at best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you come to a hallway, and there are a couple doors on each side, and there's a door at the very end of the hall. Um, do I have any idea of which room it looked like the light would have been in from outside? You're not sure that it would correlate, since it's a dream. Oh, can we uh, look under the door, like at the... I don't know. Are there gaps under your doors? Oh, there, there absolutely were, yeah. So yes, there are gaps at the bottom of the door. Can we see any pulsing blue light out of one of those gaps? Which one are you going to look at? I'm going to look at the one on the right. Task roll plus weird. That's my sister's room. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Seven. You don't see any pulsing blue light, but you do see a fog starting to roll out from underneath the door. Okay. Uh, I will um, put my feet in front of the gap. 
Jake, you see TJ standing at this door and fog starts to roll out and wrap around his feet and his ankles and up to his knees. Tass, what does it feel like? It's hot. Not like fire hot, but like when everything is so muggy and just wet hot that it just saps your energy. Just that times 10. And you take two points of damage. Real damage or dream damage? Real damage. Oh, God. Is it still trying to overtake him? Yeah, oh, yeah. I want to try and pull him away from it. Like you're just going to try to rip him? I mean, yeah, like as if it's kind of coiling up around his legs, I want to kind of try and like grab him around the chest and pull him away from that door in the hopes that it doesn't come with, you know, that it pulls him free of that tentacle of fog. Roll protect someone. Eight. You pull him out of the fog as it starts to burn, but it wraps around your legs instead. Oh, dang. And it is starting to crawl higher on you. I'm going to go to the uh, the TV, and I'm going to pull out the Red Ranger's sword. Okay, roll plus weird. Seven. You try to reach in the television, and you punch the screen. <laughs> you feel the house shake a little bit. Tash, you take one point of damage. Oh, you punched his brain TV. I am unstable. The walls of the house start to bleed. Um, I assume I can't just pull myself free from this fog. Yeah, you can try. You can either roll plus weird to try to believe it, or you can roll no limits to try to use your physical body. I imagine that for the moment I'm kind of caught up in it again, that it's starting to spook me uh-huh. enough that I'm not probably like, it's all fake. Like, I'm right. like, oh no, and trying to physically get away from it. Yeah, so time. roll no limits. Uh, nine. All right, you're able to do it. What is your consequence? I think I need to rest right now. I think that I kind of, I would get free from it physically, but like the, it would take me a second to kind of regain my bearings Mm -hmm. and remember where I am and what's happening right now to to readjust. So yeah, you were able to pull yourself free and you stumble back against the wall behind you and slide down and it all seeming a little too real. The house shaking You see this blood coming down the walls. You hear TJ making sounds from inside the living room, kind of cursing. And for a moment, you feel like you're in a haunted house. And then your kind of presence of mind comes back and you remember where you are. Task roll plus weird to try to get control back. As we just ruin your whole brain. Nine. You're able to pause things where they are. Everything kind of slows down. You're not able to reset the house for them, but it doesn't get any worse. TJ, what are you doing? Well, since I punched his TV and all of a sudden stuff started going to hell, I think I'll decide to go back to the doors and check the other door. Okay. So which door? You've got four doors left. The the other one on the right. Okay. Task roll plus weird. Seven. You crack the door open and Tass, what does he see? You're actually looking down at kind of open sky into a gravel pit. And it's huge. There are all sorts of piles of different kinds of, you know, gravel and rock and sand and other things like that. There are some machines out that are clearly meant for digging and sorting, that kind of thing. Um, You see a couple of work trucks that look old, like nobody's used them in a long time. Kind of like a quarry? Yeah. I close the door immediately, not seeing any pulsing blue light. And as you close the door, for a brief moment, there's fire. And you hear the screeching tires of a car, but then the door is shut. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to go to one of the doors on the left. Okay. Task roll plus weird. Jake, you're you're feeling better now. Okay. Uh, that is a 10. Inside the room, you see a crystal on a podium, and that's it. There's no room. 
It's just a door into the void with a podium and a crystal, and this crystal is flashing blue. I'm going to walk to it. Okay. Jake, what are you doing? Following him. Roll investigate a mystery as you approach this. Eight. You get a hold one. What is being concealed here? There's a figure inside of the crystal. You can see a person, and they are pressed against it, looking out. And every now and then there are shocks of lightning, and you can hear very distant thunder, like there's clouds, like a storm inside of the crystal. And the person inside of the crystal looks at you and pounds, and looks at Jake and pounds. Jake, roll boss from beyond. Oh, no. God, almost as bad as it could possibly be. That's a four. You're supposed to shatter this crystal. And as this thought invades your head, Tass, roll plus weird. Eight. You sense Jake get this command, and it feels wrong. So, Tass, mechanically speaking, you sense Jake get this instruction, and you feel like the house will collapse if you let that happen. It sets off your spider sense in a very real way, and you are in control of this landscape to an extent. So, if you want anything about what they're seeing to change, you let me know. Okay. Okay. TJ, what are you doing with the crystal? I'm trying to see if there's any way to open the crystal. You touch the crystal, and you vanish, and you are in the storm. It is heavy and loud, thick rain. But there's a woman next to you. She's hard to see, but she looks to you and says, The things that you have seen in those dreams, I'm not trying to hurt you, I'm trying to warn you. Warn us about what? What is to come. Who are you? My name is Lana King. And I died before my time. And she reaches out her hand and offers it to you. I have very little time left. I'll take it. You can feel that the energy inside of her is fading in and out. Mechanically speaking, you have time to ask her three questions. And to make that more specific, she can try and decipher the things that you saw. You can ask her questions about herself. Whatever question comes into your head, and she will answer them to the best of her abilities. Okay. Who or what is keeping you here? A worried expression crosses her face as she turns slightly to look out at the coming storm. You can almost feel her willing the name to pass from between her lips as if saying it costs her something. But over the din of the wind and the rain, you hear the name she whispers into the storm. Grigory Nash. Falling Network, where fiction producers flourish. I'm Carlotta Botox, actress, thinktress, and influenceress, and I'm spilling all the tea on Hollywood. Name? Carlotta Botox. B-O-T-O-X. Spell the first name. It's actually Botox. B-E-A-U-T-O-X. Of course it is. First name? Botox is actually my last name. My first name... Okay there, who's on first? I know it's your last name. Now I want you to spell your first name. Oh, Carlotta. It's C-A-R, as in the automobile. (sighs) 
L O T T A, like a lot of talent. Uh, wow. Just wow. There's also an umlaut. The f is an umlaut. It's two dots and it goes over okay, the. Okay, Carlotta, two dots. Just take a seat over there. We'll call you when we're ready. Meanwhile, we'll bird our loins. Check out the Carlotta Botox Chronicles, available now on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher.